Welcome to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all season long. With your hosts, Calvin Wright and JT Runke. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Profit Fantasy Football Show. We made it, it is playoff time in fantasy football. Week 14 is in the books, it is week 15. What what a season! How are you doing today, JT? I'm good. It has been a, it, it has been a season and a, a weird one at that. Mm-hmm. Maybe just culminating in the fact that um, last night's Monday Night Football games were just the microcosm of weirdness. <sighs> um, improbable wins for Tommy DeVito, the Italian stallion, and his. His mobster uh, agent. I don't know if you saw that. What was that? (laughs) This looks like straight out of Tony Soprano, like the Sopranos. Like that was crazy. Uh, Will Levis looking absolutely insane last night, stunning the Miami Dolphins. Um, That was also, I left me speechless as well as someone who covers the Tennessee Titans. I was like, I would, I, didn't know what I was watching, to be honest, half the time. Um, but yeah, uh, it has been super weird. No, I, I saw someone on Twitter, and I like this idea. I think every team should have a third-string quarterback who is an egregious stereotype of the the people who live in the city of the football team, like uh, Tommy DeVito is. I, I think that yes. would be good for the league. And, and we had it for a bit with Gardner Minshew on Jacksonville. <laughs> But um, yeah, Tommy DeVito, Will Levis getting it done, really, really shaking up the playoff race in real life football. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what quite to make about like a lot of those teams. I mean, Jordan Love and the Packers, it was bad, but when it was good, it was great. And but they lost. It's hard to tell. So in real life football, it's going to be a very entertaining end of the season. But we hope your fantasy football end of the season is entertaining too. Uh, we hope you made it to the playoffs. Um, I didn't in one of my, my favorite league, like the main, main, main league is where I didn't. I went with the pretty much all rookie rebuild. And we we're about two weeks too late with the Bijan, Jameer Gibbs uh, uh, team. So, but I, I'm confident in them next year. Did you do you have any leagues where you're still in the running? Yeah, I'm still in the running, I believe in. um half my league so okay. i think I, I think i was in eight nice. leagues this year so i'm four and four i think um so that's good you know um, yeah there's one league where i ended up drafting somebody else's team and then for my own personal team uh i auto drafted <laughs> and said watch i'm still gonna win this league and both of my teams made the playoffs so um feeling good about that league specifically so uh we'll see what we can do and uh try to make a playoff push here I will say, I, before we get into kind of the, the, the matchups from this past week, a tragedy occurred in, in this main league. My brother, he's in it. He's had, so it's a keeper league. His mm-hmm. team has been built on this like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey stack for the past like seven years. He's had them. Through weeks one through seven, his team averaged, and this is normal rosters, this is an expanded, his team averaged 137 points. Pretty good. The back half of the season, he averaged 97, a 40-point 40 per- 40 drop-off. No injuries, Yikes. no nothing. And he, That's wild. And he lost to a team. This past week, it was a winner and you're in situation. 
He's going against the team that's tanking. Started Aaron Jones and Justin Herbert at quarterback, trying to get Marvin Harrison in the in the draft next year. And his team <laughs> came up short. That's Somehow tough. put up 70 points. A.J. Brown, DeAndre Swift, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes. It's a great roster. Josh Jacobs, Devontae wow. Adams missed That's the playoffs. Crazy. So there are people out there who I'm sure can can uh, you know can feel that you know you had a good team, you did everything right, just didn't go your way at the back half of the season. So our condolences if you're in that boat. But if you are in, we're gonna talk about what you need to know heading into the playoffs. And there were some interesting, interesting situations, interesting games this past week. Uh, we can start off just New England Pittsburgh. That game happened. I don't think there's a ton to talk about on Pittsburgh side, but for New England, people are going to want to know what do they do with Ezekiel Elliott? He scored 27 <laughs> points uh, without out Ramondre Stevenson there. Uh, eight targets, so very involved as a pass catcher. Is this a player that you can trust? He gets Denver, Buffalo, and Kansas City in the playoffs. Are you trusting Zeke as like a volume play, RB3? Yeah, I, I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm trusting him as a flex. I mean, we saw the volume last week without Ramondre Stevenson, and this is a team that with Bailey Zappi now at the helm is going to rely heavily on the run. Bailey Zappi also loves to just dish it out um, to to his to his running backs when he has played. So yeah, I, I'm fully on board with Zeke moving forward as a flex to RB even in RB two territory just because of volume alone. And when he's gotten that volume, he, he's looked very good. I think the biggest thing for him is that he, yes, he is on the wrong side of 28, 29, uh, where that threshold for the running backs, but he hasn't been used like a workhorse back all year. He's played very limited snaps behind uh, Ramondre Stevenson. So it's not like there's a lot of wear and tear on his, on, on Zeke this season. So I think Zeke is going to be uh, one of those guys who can be a league winner down the stretch just because he has fresh legs to an extent. And he has the, the, volume of of a rb2 to rb even rb1 like he's gonna get uh 13 ish carries a game he's gonna see four or five uh targets a game like this is a dude that that down the stretch even though it it, it is absolutely gross because he plays on the patriots he could really shake things up for the playoff landscape we have to also consider fifth easiest schedule in the playoffs for the running back position that's that's Wild, and you look at the Denver game is one that you really will probably get a good performance because the game script is going to work in the favor of just the running back. So it's just it's just wild that at this day and age, Zeke and Joe Flacco might be the the players carrying your team through the playoffs. But that routinely that's how it goes. Just at this point, it's you know survival of the fittest in fantasy football. You're not going with the roster you thought you would. So. I love it. But on the other side, those running backs, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. Since firing Matt Canada, this offense has somehow, somehow gotten uglier. It's gotten grosser. At least the running backs, they aren't using Jalen Warren nearly as much. Mitch Trubisky is now the quarterback. Oh boy, can you trust either Warren or Najee? And here's the question. You have those two running backs. Are you starting Zeke over those two guys? 
Um, yes, I'm starting Zeke okay. over both of those guys. He's the more efficient runner. Um, Najee Harris, it's tough for him because he still had double-digit carries. Mm-hmm. Jalen Warren still did not have double-digit carries. So, it, yeah, I, I, it's it's hard for me to trust Najee or Jalen this week playing an Indian, Indianapolis team. Now, they got absolutely torched last week against the Cincinnati Bengals, but I still don't really like like the 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 prospects of Najee or Jalen if I had to pick one this week Jalen Warren is is the better play because he's gonna have the lower floor but he's going to have the the higher ceiling and in the playoffs it's all about ceiling and and trying to catch that lightning in a bottle you know Mm -hmm. um and doing something with that so yeah I I I would go probably with those three Zeke Number one, Jalen, and then Najee. Although Jalen Harris, Jalen Morris, and Najee Harris are very close for yeah. me. Najee Harris looks like what I would expect Zeke to look like running the ball at this <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that makes so much sense. But but Zeke looks good, man. He he looks yeah. fresh and yeah. spry. So it'll be interesting down the stretch here. All right, Tampa Bay and Atlanta, a wild game. Uh, one that I I. As, as a viewer, I was not very interested early on, and then it, it just ended up being such a competitive game down the stretch. Ups and downs emotionally for Bijan Robinson managers. But at this point in the season, Bijan, Drake London, you know it's going to be inconsistent. You know they're going to be games. But for the most part, I think you're setting and forgetting them based on that upside, correct? Yeah, at least I, I think for, for Drake London, he had his kind of coming out party last mm-hmm. week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If they're going to keep winning in this in this division, they're going to have to c- continue that connection. And it, it sounds like um, it, it sounds like Arthur Smith is starting to finally come around to that. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Drake London, especially this week. He plays. It's a tough matchup against Carolina, but they, they've been scheming him open very consistently. Um, and against this Carolina team, uh, I, I like his opportunity to kind of repeat that performance. Um, Bijan, I, I think it, it's weird. I think finally, maybe like we're starting to see um, the the kind of unleashing of Bijan mm-hmm. right now, um, kind of keeping him super, super spry. Uh, towards the beginning of the season and, and not using him a lot. And now the past couple of games, we, we've seen just absolutely just an unleashing from Bijan Robinson. Um, la- this last game, 10 carries, <clears throat> five receptions. Um, but yeah, even Seven targets, six, yeah. six games in a row with double digit carries. Um, it's, it's like, I like to see it. Uh, the yardage usage is there. So yeah, I, I'm good with Bijan Robinson. Uh, as a must start for the rest of the season. Yeah, and, and if you're worried at all, the past couple weeks have been good fantasy wise, but efficiency hasn't been where it was early on in the season. But New Orleans, the Jets, Tampa Bay, those are tough defenses. Those are gross game scripts. Now we get Carolina, Indianapolis, and Chicago to end the season. The easiest rest of season schedule for a running back, the Atlanta Falcons are in a position every game they must win. I think Bijan Robinson is going to be the focal point of the offense in great running back matchups. I think that if you made it to the playoffs with Bijan, I think you've got a really high chance of winning it all because I don't think he scores less than 20 in a single playoff game rest of the season. I, I really don't. I think the volume is going to be there. I think they're going to force feed him. 
And these are defenses where he can go for six a carry, like he was early on in the season. And Drake London, yeah. I just want to say, Drake, he's, he's good. He's really yes, good. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I, Drake wow. London is great, man. Especially just when he's able to unleash like that, yeah. and they, they actually use him correctly. <laughs> um, it, it, it's amazing what he can do. Yeah, great performance. 10 receptions on 172 yards on 11 targets. I, I just hope they continue to target him like mm-hmm. that because of how good he is. Um, and, and like you said, down down the stretch here, you have to use your weapons. And at least in this game, uh, Arthur Smith is using his weapons. Now, Mike Evans, who's a top seven wide receiver this year, crossed 1,000 yards. His his hot streak ended 25 points, 29 points, and then one point against Atlanta, one for six for eight yards. Are you worried about Mike Evans heading into the playoffs, or you just, you know, you plug and play him? He's your stud. If he does, that's just the way it goes, but you can't afford to bench Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, it's not more of that. Mike Evans is is the problem here going forward. Mm-hmm. It's Baker Mayfield in that offensive line, right? Mm-hmm. I think it it's if Baker Mayfield is able to have a clean pocket, Mike Evans is going to have a good day. If he doesn't and we see a game like this where the Falcons are constantly on Baker Mayfield and he has to get outside the pocket and, and try to make a play. Mike Evans is just not going to have that 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 volume, you know, um, he Baker Mayfield's not a guy that can look to extend a play and find his his number one target out there in Mike Evans. So, going up against Green Bay, um, they they didn't do it this week, but it's been very on and off for this Green Bay defense in terms of getting to the quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I don't think you can sit him um, going forward here. But yeah, just be wary. Like if if. Green Bay is getting to the quarterback, and Baker Mayfield is pressured a lot. Uh, I don't expect a big day from Mike Evans. Now, Atlanta or Baltimore, sorry, versus the Rams. We had a big game from Zay Flowers, who I think you know what you have with Zay Flowers. He's pretty streaky, boomer bust, pretty big play dependent, and it's your strategy. What have you done with Zay Flowers all season? Just continue doing so. But the emergence of Odell Beckham is something that we need to talk about. Because right now, he's only rostered in 52% of Sleeper League. So he is still out there almost in half the fantasy platforms. Only started in 16% of leagues. But this is now one, two, three, four, five. Four out of the last five games, he scored over 10 points. Uh, Two of those, he scored over 15. He's looked good. And I think besides Zay Flowers, I would say he's the best weapon right now at least as a pass catcher on Baltimore. Yeah. What do you I, make I, of this? I, I agree with you. I think um, for him, really, he is more of that deep ball threat guy uh, on, on this team that that he hasn't been before. But, I mean, Lamar Jackson has been able to target him. This, this we're, we're seeing good positive trends here for Odell Beckham because um, earlier in the season, he, it, was, it was tough for him to eclipse more than four targets. The last three games, he has seven against Cincinnati, five against the Los Angeles Chargers, and then 10 against the Rams. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're starting to use him a lot more, and I'm excited to see what happens. Next week against Jacksonville, I really, really like this matchup yeah. for him. Um, but then... It's tough for the next two weeks against San Francisco and Miami. 
um, I, I think against Miami, I think he's also a great play, but I would temper my expectations when he goes up against the 49ers. But yeah, at least for this week, I, I would continue to ride that hot streak. And if you need a flex player and you find him, having him on your bench, I think definitely the play here is Odell Beckham because of what he's done the last couple of games. Yeah, and Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami. I get the concern with San Francisco, but if San Fran puts up a ton of points, that's we could see the volume. So there, there is a path realistically in these three games, whether yeah, it's a good matchup or it's a good game script, for Odell to have success. So we're are we genuinely going to ha- have Odell Beckham and Ezekiel Elliott, you know, actually winning people these leagues. And I think based on these matchups and the utilization, I think we will. And it history, doesn't matter that these guys are old. You just yeah. need them for three weeks. Yep. Just three history, weeks. <laughs> history tends to repeat itself here, and, and this will be no exception. I mean, just one more thing on Odell Beckham and why you would play him. His, just, his ceiling is incredibly high. The last three games... Um, he, he's averaging 40 yards per catch, 29 yards per catch, 11.3 yards per catch, and 24.3 yards per catch. He is he is down the field. And so when, when Lamar throws that ball up, you know that it, it most likely is going to Odell, and he has a good chance of bringing it down. Um, so, yeah, I, I like him as a, as a boom uh, flex play for the next week. Now, another situation we should probably discuss is the Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery backfield. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, I would say, is a must-start at this point, and, and probably so is Montgomery, but the expectations are what you need to consider when you're setting this lineup. Really, since returning from the bye week and the injury, it hasn't been quite as good for David Montgomery. Uh, before then, he was seeing you know those 20, 30 carries a game, multiple touchdowns, since then, the volume has been much lower. Uh, Jameer Gibbs has been much more involved. And it's not just carries, because the carries were very similar. It's the snap counts. 38, 40, 27, 62, 35% of the snap share. The game scripts for Detroit have changed since earlier in the season. Early on, they were up early every game, and it was just the second half was the Dave Montgomery show. That has changed, and now we're seeing Jameer Gibbs far more involved. I mean, he's he's been over 50% of the snap share uh, since the bye week all but once. 63% of the snap share against Chicago. Denver, Minnesota, Dallas, game scripts where it could possibly not be as good for Detroit. What do you think of this situation? Who do you prefer in, in your lineup? I think I would go Gibbs. Montgomery is still a touchdown machine, but... It's starting. It feels like the momentum slowed down for Dave Montgomery, and and Gibbs is establishing himself. Yeah, I think it also lends to itself to how this um, this Detroit Lions team has been playing recently. I mean, they they have found themselves down um, in a lot of games this this past uh, couple of weeks. Here, um, Jared Goff has just not looked great in the past couple of weeks and so that lends itself to being more a pass heavy team when they're down from behind and that just isn't never going to go david montgomery's way um it will still always go jameer gibbs way regardless because i think he has taken over that rb1 role in this offense um where you can really expect david montgomery to shine is when this team is up and they're 
chewing clock, running running the clock out, um, trying to kind of control and manage the game. So it, it, in this one specifically, um, I, I think that's what you have to look for, and that's how you have to make your decision against Denver, who has looked pretty good. Do you think that this team is going to get up and score uh, against this Denver team and, and then be able, uh, especially going up against a 32nd ranked running defense, are they going to be able to control the clock and, and do those things? I, I think yes. So for this week, I think David Montgomery is still a very good play. Jameer Gibbs, uh, a smash play as well. So um, both those guys I'm pretty good with. I have a question for you, and it's gross, but I, I okay. got to ask it. Montgomery... Or Ezekiel Elliott, you have to start all of them the entire three week playoff span. Hmm. That that's hmm, reference. That's Minnesota is the third toughest matchup for running backs. Dallas is the fourth toughest. <sighs> yeah, I think I'm going. I think I'm still going to go David Montgomery. All right. Just mostly because even though the running backs, like it's good, right? But the Patriots are playing Kansas city in Buffalo as two of those games. <laughs> like I, there, there may be a chance where, where they just aren't up in these games. And, and it's like the a mad Kansas, Kansas city, city too. <laughs> um, Kansas, uh, a pissed off Patrick Mahomes next week. Um, against this Patriots team might be a bloodbath. So I, I I'm not <laughs> sure how, how useful Ezekiel Elliott will be next week, but we'll have to see. Um, I would say 15 carries for 30 yards, 20 receptions for 40 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that that might that might be the case. All right, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. This one, a few question marks. Jake Browning is looking good, man. good, and that he is not good. something that was expected. Um, so can you trust the pass catchers heading into the playoffs? Jamar Chase only five points, but the week before would. Browning, he scored 31. I mean, you're starting him. You're probably starting Higgins, but can you trust these guys with Jake Browning? Or is this a flash in the pan? They didn't have enough film on him to, to really stop him. And as soon as they face an actual real defense, it's going to end. Um, At least for this week, I am trusting Jake Browning again. I think this is like, you know, kind of the, the backup quarterback insanity run that mm -hmm. we've seen many times before with Josh Dobbs earlier this year. Now we get Jake Browning here who has looked very, very good. We're also seeing it with Joe Flacco, uh, who, who is, who is back from the dead. Um, in this offense, the guys that I'm trusting Jake Browning, I think is a, is a solid, uh, kind of quarterback flyer. If you're desperate in the playoffs for, for a guy, um, he, he, he will, he has the weapons to do it right. Week in and week out. Um, Chase Brown has looked yeah. really, really good and promising. I'm not sure. I, I can't say that I would put him in my lineups unless mm -hmm. Joe Mixon was down. I get that he is like the, 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 the potential there is insane, but in the playoffs, I just don't think I can do it unless absolutely necessary. T Higgins, uh, as a owner of T Higgins, not playing him this week. I, I have not seen, I, uh, maybe anything. maybe that's maybe that's what gets him back on track this week. But like last week, I I did not see anything out of him that really impressed me. Um, being used a lot as a decoy right now, I think he maybe still be hampered from that injury. Um, but it is truly mind boggling for him um, because he has uh, four more games or f three four games down the stretch here. Um, 
that he technically is auditioning for a new team if he so chooses to go. Um, and it's not looked good for him the no. past couple of weeks. Um, so maybe if if anything, this is this is me calling out to T. Higgins saying, please Help come me. back to relevancy. <laughs> you know, I'm not playing mm-hmm. you this week, but it's okay because I just want you to go off on my bench uh, and then we'll figure it out after that, you know? Uh, now, Chase Brown, that's it's so interesting because two straight weeks that he's been pretty involved looked good. I still, I do, I do think they're just going to stick with Mixon rest of the season. But if they're you know eliminated, I would not be surprised if the last one or two weeks they expand the role to see what they have in him. That that's it's not that Chase Brown is going to overtake Joe Mixon this season. No, I think it is Mixon's job. But it is their job pretty soon after another loss to see what they have next year. And that's where I think Chase Brown might emerge and it will be meaningless. But he'll probably be very startable in the last couple of weeks. But I don't think you can you can trust it if you're in the playoffs. I don't think you can bank on that. I don't think you can say it's Joe Mixon's job, but they're gonna see what they have in Chase Brown and he's gonna rip off big plays. That that's it that's not gonna it probably won't end well for you, but it's something to monitor and watch because he, th- th- it's coming to an end for Joe Mixon. And next year is what we're interested in chase Brown now. And a lot of these rookies we've seen for a whole year. And we kind of know what we think of Devon a Chan and Jameer Gibbs heading into next season, but chase Brown could be the starting running back next season, or at least in a, a pretty even timeshare on a good offense. And there's a chance that a lot of people start to tune out these meaningless games. And a lot of people aren't in the playoffs and they're not paying attention to week 17 Chase Brown. And we're going to see him come in next week or next season and, and and emerge as a star. So that's where I want you to like roster, monitor Chase Brown for next season. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you. Yeah. I think he could be the guy next year. Um with, with Joe Mixon kind of taking that pay cut, it's kind of his final ride, I feel like, for this team. But at the same time, you know, with Joe Burrow out and this team looking good despite Joe Burrow being out, there could be a chance that he comes back. But I think definitely, at least for next year, there's definitely opportunity for him to have an even bigger role. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, if you're streaming quarterbacks, you trusting Joe Flacco against Chicago? <sighs> Maybe like I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. But like, <laughs> um, that's the correct answer. Mm, I, I like maybe. Okay. I, I think I think Jake Browning is a better option um, between those two. Um, and then if you're if you're even desperate after that, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, I would probably trust Sam Howell more than yeah. I would uh, Joe Flacco. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anybody else? I trust Matthew Stafford more okay. than than Joe Flacco right now. Um, yeah, I, I take those two over Joe Flacco personally. No, Jacksonville side. Uh, I'm yeah, also, you-, you know, I probably would trust Tommy DeVito over oh, Joe Flacco right now. That would be an interesting bet, Flacco versus DeVito. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how that plays out. I I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Um, Jacksonville side. Here's the case. It's really frustrating to roster a lot of Jacksonville players, but you have to start them because the upside, the ceiling is there. But they have weird games where they just suck. It's just how it is. And don't and Christian Kirk's 
what, what was it like testicle injury or something <laughs> uh he's out right it, it's a it's a so the original the 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 twitter doctors went out there on, on twitter and said that it was testicular torsion which and it was lord i don't know i think it was okay. a, i think it was a core muscle injury but like they listed him with a groin and like i saw on twitter like three doctors being like yeah this dude just like totally twisted his nuts bro <laughs> it was like what are we doing uh, <laughs> no he, yeah it's it sucks for him he'll be out for the rest of the season even into playoffs so Sucks for him, which means somebody has to step up. Yeah, right? and we um, saw the thirteen receptions for Ridley, fourteen for Jones, and twelve for Ingram. So it, it kind of helps your your other options, I guess, right? Yeah, it, it definitely does help the other options here. Um, I will say though, this week, I if you're if you are harboring some Jacksonville Jaguars on your squad, I I would lower expectations yeah. significantly this week. Um, for for this week against this Baltimore team, mm-hmm. I could expect another rough, gross game from from your guys, especially for Calvin Ridley and um, and Travis Etienne. I think those are the two guys that you have to be super careful with this week and not be expecting the most out of both of them. It's so weird. I I, I always loved Etienne because he was going to be this explosive, low volume high efficiency it's the opposite high volume low efficiency and touchdowns it's not what i ever expected for etn but it's working he's top three be yeah, a baltimore very scary matchup but keep in mind week 17 he does get carolina it's tampa bay week 16 those are matchups etn can capitalize in but you're gonna have to get through baltimore to 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 get that reward so it will be a little scary um just I mean, we can probably just skip this. Carolina, New Orleans. You're not trusting anyone on Carolina for the playoffs, right? No. And, and okay. even with Derek Carr at quarterback on the other side, I have trouble trusting Chris Olave down the stretch. I'd here. say especially with Derek Carr. A Derek Carr playing through like three broken ribs, he said. Just just let Jameis Winston throw. Yeah, it, right? It'll be okay. Like, it's crazy. Just let him try. Just let it, yep. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or Taysom Hill. Either would be better at this point than a really injured Derek Carr. I don't know. They're in the I, I running still you. somehow because of that division. But you, yeah, you, you've had those Saints players all season. You know what to do with them. Houston versus the Jets. This one gets really, really, really difficult because Stroud is banged up. He lost uh, Tank Dell and Nico Collins in this game. <sighs> this is This is brutal because this is an offense that has been helping people in fantasy. The Stroud, Singletary, Tankdale, Nico Collins, that has gotten people to this point. And now you might be without them. Yeah. I mean, there's I, no, I, is there a silver lining? <laughs> I think it's tough, man. Like for CJ Stroud, I think his, his, we'll have to see if he, we have to monitor this week. Um, what's going to, he is in concussion protocol. So if you have CJ Stroud, I would, like start like 10 seconds ago already <laughs> trying to find another option joe flacco um nico collins it um we'll have to see coming yeah. into this week um but when when he left the game um it was a lot of people were fearing the worst on his injury but it sounds like he may have uh, avoided that but if he is able to go he goes up against a, a tennessee defense that is coming off the the their, the game of their life 
um, against this this Miami team. So I expect a good day for Nico Collins if he can, in fact, go. So I guess the question, if there's no Collins, no Tank Dell, and Stroud does play, are you just are you still starting Stroud? Just throw him in out there. He got you here. Or do you look at other options? Because without the weapons, this was a rough first half before he got hurt. Yeah, I, but I think I, for me personally, I thought this game was always going to be a rough one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think definitely it is. Um, it, it's just it's CJ Stroud. He is a rookie. We have to remember that he is not. He is not this four or five season vet. He is a rookie. This was going to happen inevitably. Um, goes up against a Jets defense, and I'm, I'm going to give the Jets defense credit. It may be the best defense in the league, and we yeah. just won't. We just can't see it because of everything else going on with that team. Um, but at least for, for that Jets defense, I expected CJ Stroud to struggle a little bit. Um, so I'm not worried about him that much, to be honest. Okay. Minnesota Vegas. I'm not trusting anyone on either side of the ball. And if you've been trusting these players, you probably aren't in the playoffs, but go (laughs) pick up Ty Chandler because Madison is banged up again. So, I mean, that's not true. I mean, if you have. TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, still, yeah, still, Hawkinson, still, I guess. Yeah, don't don't hate on my boy Tej, okay. man. He, I was I was I was pretty concerned with with his output, and then ended up on eight targets down the stretch stretch with uh, Nicky Mullins five for fifty three. So we we salvaged our day, um, but yeah, it was. Hawkinson <laughs> will be fine. Justin Jefferson probably won't be back. It's. Did you watch any of this game? No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> I, was watching, was, I was watching. I was watching Buffalo Kansas. City I'm gonna say the instead. fact that it, uh, a team did score three points was pretty impressive. Yes, it was that sort of game. <laughs> I, it got to a point. I was like, "This is going to be a zero-zero tie. No team can move the ball." Yeah, and uh, we were close. But Josh Jacobs now banged up. He's been a massive disappointment this season. Devonte Adams continues to struggle with consistency on this offense. The volume was there, 10 targets. I guess against the Chargers, he could he could have a good game, uh, maybe. But Chargers, <laughs> Kansas City, Indianapolis, it's just tough to trust these players. It's its such a bad offense. His quarterback yeah, threw 170 yards and an interception. I mean, what is the upside? Yep. Easton Stick versus uh, <laughs> Aiden O'Connell is going to be a matchup for the ages on, on Thursday night. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I I'm so disappointed that like that's after school's done. Like this is where you can stay up late and watch, you know, and, and it's that matchup, but <laughs> who knows? Maybe maybe it'll be uh, no, no, there's no silver lining. <laughs> Seattle, San Francisco. If you have Seattle or San Francisco players, congratulations. Yeah, do you trust them? They're they're just great. Yeah, I, I think they're, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, uh CMC, even Brock yeah. Purdy. I trust all of them. On the other side of the ball, um, Ken Walker, welcome back. Yeah. He looked very good. Um, DK Metcalf, <laughs> woof. Like, I, I can't believe Got that part of, part of, yeah, and Kyle Shanahan after, after, the, uh, after the game said that was our game plan to get into the head of DK Metcalf, and obviously it, it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so he gets ejected, which meant Tyler Lockett resumes his little sneaky wide receiver one role and looked okay in it against a tough defense. So moving forward, they play the Eagles this week. I expect um, 
DK Metcalf to be back playing in this one. Um, and I will be starting uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf if I have both of them this week against the worst secondary in the league. Yeah. My brother has been to four NFL games, three of which DK Metcalf has been ejected. Wow. That, yeah. That's honestly a, a very <laughs> interesting stat. Yeah, there's some some pretty strong correlation going on there. I will say Jackson Smith and the Jigba didn't result in anything fantasy-wise, but seven targets. He's another. Monitor him for next year. There's a good mm-hmm. chance that he becomes a wide receiver, two on this team. Just monitor Smith and the Jigba in these plus matchups. See if he can establish him himself a bit more. I think he will, but just a lot of people are tuning in stuff out now. Monitor. This is where you can get a massive advantage for next year. Mm-hmm. Buffalo and Kansas City. Ever since I traded away James Cook because he wasn't involved, he has been a beast. So you are welcome, everyone. Can you trust James Cook? Despite the limited snap percentage, he's been efficient. He's been getting volume as a pass catcher. He's been finding the end zone a little more, but now he gets Dallas. Yeah, I, I, I would say that for that one, yeah, I think you can. I think you can still ride with him, um, but there are better options out there, in, in my opinion. Okay. Here's, um, in this game, here's, here's, I guess, the big one. McKinnon and Clyde Edwards-Solaire. Who do you want? Um, and are any of them worth wanting? Probably, it's gross, but CEH, if Pacheco continues to be out, um, just because of the, the, the opportunity there, um, that, that he might have, I mean, 11 carries for 39 yards, two receptions on four targets, um, compared to Jarek McKinnon, who, um, you know, he had a touchdown rushing. So like he is the, he, he did get that, that rushing touchdown, but at the same time, like only four carries. So like CEH will get the quote unquote RB one role, but like, I'm not expecting anything out of either of them. Okay. Nothing out of the number one or number first round running back, Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we've been down this road many a times and I've learned my lessons. And then watch as Rasheed Rice continues to emerge. Um, I don't think you or the Chiefs can trust Kadarius Tony there, though, or look for yes. him or as any sort of option. Rasheed Rice and Kelsey are really the only ones that at mm-hmm. this point I feel comfortable with. Diggs will be fine. 11 reception or 11 targets. Don't worry. He'll be fine. Denver versus the Chargers. Um, Austin Eckler bounced back. It, Once again. Yeah. Touchdown dependent. Yeah. He, he only he only scores more than 20 points a game when he has a touchdown. Um, and this was no exception. So um, just know that going forward that 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 is that is who he will be. Javante Williams, a, a solid performance, scored a touchdown kind of monitor him for next season as he gets more and more healthy, more integrated into this offense. Cortland Sutton, kind of a beast. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Cortland Sutton has looked very, very good the Look past the couple of... Uh, totals. Holy yes. smokes. He, he, has, he has been very, very much um, the guy th- mm-hmm. this week. Um, and in the past couple of weeks, Jerry Judy has not looked good, unfortunately, for, for my takes. Um, but I think, um, in the long run, um, 
Cortland Sutton the rest of the season. I think he is a, a set and forget flex option, if not a wide receiver too, on yeah. your team as, as this this Broncos team tries to make a playoff push. Um, so yeah, I, I like his I like his metrics for for the rest of the season, especially going up against this Lions team. Yeah, that just let uh, DJ Moore absolutely cook the secondary. So I'm excited for him. Now on the other side, the really unfortunate piece is that Keenan Allen, one of the most reliable and easy to trust wide receivers this year. His quarterback is now Easton Stick. <laughs> yes. Do you think that he can just volume his way to keeping him alive? You know, or is it the I mean, outside's we, gone? We, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think I mean we've seen it before, right? Like this is not the first time that Keenan yeah. Allen has been. Are is Keenan Allen going to be a, a just a target goblin? Oh well, that's exactly what he's done for his entire career, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I'm good with I'm good with him. Um, still, I, I not I'm not expecting the thirty to forty point games that we saw earlier in the season. Um, but I think he's still going to get double digit points. Obviously, the last couple of weeks, um, five for fifty eight, six for sixty eight. But you have to remember in this game, twelve targets against Denver. Um, I think he gets yeah. to that number easy this week. So yeah, I'm still trusting him. Quinton Johnson, you can't trust him, but congratulations on a decent yeah, performance. Good for him, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not. Tr- I'm not trusting him. But just like as a human you know. being, I'm glad you're. You, you know, I'm glad you didn't drop it again. Yep, three for really ninety-one. Um, he, he finally maybe maybe that's the he needs to start putting a couple of games together, and maybe we'll begin yeah. to talk about him a little bit more. Monitor for next year. He's one of those yes. players. Now, Philly, you're trusting Hertz. You're you're trusting the receivers. This was an off game. The one that is going to be really tough to trust because it's been a pattern now of three straight games is is DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Are you starting yeah. him against Seattle? If if, if you don't have any other option, I think you have to. But like if you can afford to not start him, I think, yeah, I think that might be the play. Um, Ezekiel Elliott or Swift? Zeke. Okay. Okay. I think I think that's as much as you need uh, to yep, say on that one. Right there. That says it all. Yep. Tony Pollard, uh, he's finally finding the end zone, yep. finally being involved as a pass catcher. Trust him. He's a great running back. Make sure if you have Tony Pollard, you are stashing Rico Dowdle in case anything happens. Dowdle has looked good. If Tony Pollard goes down, I think Dowdle will pick up right where Tony Pollard has left off. So mm-hmm. make sure you handcuff that. CD Lamb, nothing needs to be said. You're yep. trusting him. And Brandon Aubrey, maybe <laughs> the number one. Then he's, is, he is, I think, the number one kicker. On I mean, a 23-point performance has, has we'll the abolished the kicker position debate once again uh, swirling, so that'll be interesting. But you can trust him. <laughs> yes, yes, you can absolutely trust him. Uh, see, I, 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 I'm not on team abolish the kicker. I think part of the fun is that sometimes the best teams, the best players, the people who put the most effort into it can just lose. I, I, I think that makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think um, I, I think I, it, it's always also just like a very sharp play, you know, to always be able to like pick up a new kicker and say yeah. what what game script, you know, I think it's more of like same with defenses. That's why I like them, because you can pick up a defense any given week. And, and if you if you think that they're going to they're going to get it done for you, like, yeah, I, I'm I'm always down with defenses and kickers. All right. 
Tennessee and Miami. For congratulations, um, I know you're a Tennessee fan, so that felt nice. I'm sure. Unless you it were was, hoping for a better draft pick. I mean, I bet on Miami yesterday, so <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to sit here saying like it's crazy, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I, 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 that was a lightning in a bottle win for them. It, it's a must needed win though for the culture and, and that team where they are right now currently um but yeah I, I think miami shot themselves in the foot last night and that's yeah. basically what happened um yeah are, I, I, but i think are, are on you that, trusting henry against uh, yeah okay yes i mean derrick henry actually has averaged derrick henry has more than three games in his career against um against houston where he's had over 200 rushing yards and at least two touchdowns so, um, it would be a good I, finale. Yeah, I, I am. I am trusting him down the stretch here. Um, what about Hopkins? Volume Hopkins, machine, yes, he is. But... He is the. Um, he is the. Um, he is the the guy in, in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, Will Levis kind of just forces the ball to him, and he's looked very good of late. And as Will Levis develops more and more this season, I think that's going to continue. So I think he's a good flex option still down the stretch here. Gets a pretty easy schedule as well. He plays Houston twice. Um, he also plays Seattle and then Jacksonville as well. So like good schedule for him, and I think he'll be able... Also, it is a homecoming week for him. He plays the Texans this week where he will be wearing his the the... Oilers throwbacks, which might oh bring about some emotion. So yeah, I think both of those guys are smash starts this week. Raheem Mostert, a must start. Devon Achan is an upside play as always. Mm-hmm. Um, you pr- probably will want him in the lineup. Still incredibly efficient, nine targets as well. Uh, the, the pass catchers is where I get concerned because Hill has an ankle injury. We're not sure the severity. Mm-hmm but they get the Jets in Dallas and Baltimore. So if this is a a bad injury, we saw that the offense without Hill being, you know, fully playing, it was a lot worse. And now they get three absolutely brutal matchups for the passing game. Mm -hmm. I I think there's a path where this offense falls apart. If if Hill is hurt. It is, it is why, Tyreek Hill is in the MVP conversation. You take him out of that game last night, and that offense falls flat, um, and and that is that is what happened, and um, it's concerning. But I think if you have the running backs, I think you're feeling pretty good because yeah. you saw their volume. I think even Devon Achan had a great game last night. Uh, there were a couple plays that could have went his way if he catches mm-hmm. that deep ball. Um, if Tua is able to throw the ball a little bit better on a couple of those plays last night, I think. Um, he has a little bit of better day, but I mean, even still on his, on his um, kind of two or one a or one B work to Raheem Mostert's one a still had 12.7 fancy points. So like, yeah. uh, I'm not, I'm not mad about that at all. Now green Bay versus the giants. I don't <laughs> trust anyone except for Saquon. Is that, um, yeah, I mean, I, it'll be interesting this week because Darren Waller may come back from IR. So that oh. might be a name to watch. Um, for, for, for this Giants <laughs> offense, but like I said, it's a name to watch, not a name to start, but a name to watch this week. Um, if I, you have him and he's just been on your IR this entire time, um, 
yeah, but outside of that, I mean, Wandale Robinson had a nice game, but I'm not trusting him. But yeah, Saquon is the guy that I'm trusting in this offense. Yeah, and this is these offenses are very much you should still watch these and monitor for next year. Monitor who is Jordan Love's wide receiver? Who who is he going to monitor? Is it is Wandale Robinson the real deal? Stuff like that, you can get a massive edge against the competition for next year because a lot of people, if they're out of the playoffs, they're not going to be watching the Giants. But if you're so, one of the people yeah. who doesn't see Wandale as like potentially an elite slot guy, yeah, you get him at a discount. The, the thing I will say about um, about the Green Bay offense is that last night with Christian Watson out, mm-hmm. Jaden Reed, man, Jaden mm-hmm. Reed looks good. And uh, I said this last night and I had a couple people agree with me, but I think it's true. Like we are seeing Matt LaFleur um, kind of use Jaden Reed as kind of a Debo Samuel 2.0 a little bit. Like he has <clears throat> that gadget ability and also the route running ability. Like I, I think down the stretch here, I have him on my team and, and I will be playing Jaden Reed going forward just because the upside is is incredible. And he's having a little bit of a Debo Samuel like run here where he he's getting the, the jet sweeps. He's getting the, the targets and especially with Christian Watson out. I think he is the wide receiver one right now in this offense. So I, I think if there is a guy that you want in this offense for the Green Bay Packers on the on the receiver side, it's Jaden Reed. Yeah, 10 targets. Tampa Bay is a fantastic matchup. Yeah, it's hard to trust, but I think you're right that you probably can start him and he'll probably be good, especially if Aaron Jones is out again because on those end rounds, he looked good. He looked good. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, I think that does it. We went through all the matchups, what you need to know for the playoffs. Do you have any closing remarks, Any anything you want to say about Will Levis? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Will Levis and, and the Titans are now going to make the playoffs. You heard it here first. They're going to win out. <laughs> They're going to win out, be, uh, be nine and eight and, uh, be in the playoffs. So it would make things interesting. I'll give you that. It, it would make things interesting, <laughs> especially for my job as well. So <laughs> I, I, I would welcome it, but at the same time, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. in a Titans uniform would be fun to cover for years on years. So Either way, I'm happy. Houston, Seattle, Houston, Jack. It could it if if there's no Stroud. Yeah. Hmm. It'll be interesting. <laughs> yes, it will. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Good luck in the playoffs and congratulations if you made it. If you didn't make it, don't just stop trying. Start your scouting for 2024. See you next time.